to the Laravel Podcast Season 3. Today I'm talking to Lalit Vijay, the original founder of uh, Laravel Live India, the co-creator of some great meetups there, and much more. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back to the Laravel Podcast Season 3. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to Lalit Vijay, who is uh, known in a lot of different ways. Um, but interestingly, just like some of my favorite guests, a lot of you probably have never heard of him before. And a lot of you think he's the most amazing person on the planet and can't imagine why anybody wouldn't have heard of him. And that's my favorite thing, where there's a community who knows him deeply and votes votes for him hundreds of times to come on the podcast. And then there's some of you who say, well, who's that? So I'm I'm excited for a new opportunity to share with you somebody who... Um, you know, who, who you didn't know about before and afterwards, you, you know, you're, you're glad you had the chance. So first of all, introduce yourself. Um, and when you meet somebody at the grocery store, um, what do you tell them that you do? So hi, uh, first to the whole uh, audience of the Laravel podcast, like uh, I have been following it and, uh, it's kind of great pleasure for me to be over here. Uh, thank you, Matt, for that opportunity. And uh, for me, uh, I generally introduced myself as a, a backend lead and operation manager at Style.me. And uh, along with that, I curate meetups uh, in India for the Laravel community because I want uh, this thing to grow uh, and reach to across India in a like, really, really big way. So if, if you meet somebody in the grocery store and they say, what do you do? And you say, oh, I'm the backend lead of blah, 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 Style.me. Do they say, I don't know what that is, or because it's a product, do they more say, well, I don't know what that is, but what style that me? Are you usually able to kind of skip around the conversation of what you do by talking about what you're doing it for? Fun fact, what happened in my day-to-day routine is, uh, since since, uh, we are the founding members of our startups, right? So we get uh, pretty bugged up and 80% of time I consume with either my teammates or meeting... uh, uh, new clients and uh, mm-hmm. handling the backend stuff uh, at the company. All my grocery and all that stuff is actually delivered online. So I generally <laughs> do not go <know> there. <laughs> okay. So uh, do you go to, I'm trying to think of a, a, a separate context. Do you go to the gym? Do you go to a coffee shop? When uh, do you actually ra- randomly meet people okay, who so aren't in At airports, uh, whenever okay. I'm traveling across India. And Perfect. at that point of time, I start, uh, mostly I talk around uh, my product at style.me, what you do. And yeah, it's like yeah. we build uh, augmented reality applications, Snapchat for jewelers, or oh, that's a business and application. And then people start and then I show them the product and actually make them try it on themselves. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is style.me, we can talk about style.me because I'm sure it'll come up again. Is it more something that your primary people you're selling to is the retailer and then the retailer, right. do they get a white labeled version of it no. or are they getting, okay. It's so they're having their clients use style.me, but then pick them in style.me or something. Right. Right. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you said you're the backend lead. So yeah. what I assume is that it's a primarily mobile app that's consuming probably something Laravel-ish. What does your tech stack look like in general? <laughs> So at Laravel, we use very different, uh, like multiple stuff. It's not just Laravel over there. Uh, so at Style.me, the primary application runs on iOS and uh, where the real, uh, our machine learning mo- model runs. And uh, so it detects your face, it's uh, figure out your exact ear points, your neck points, and overlay the items on that. Now to make it happen, what we use is, uh, we use uh, uh, Firebase for real-time data uh, communication across all the devices what we use laravel for is like primarily backend tasks for uploading all the inventory data managing those inventory data uh, making sure that uh, what 
should go live, what should not go live. So whatever the things which end uh, admin panel controls is, is basically in uh, the Laravel. Apart from that, we do uh, a lot of uh, data processing, image uh, processing, and all that happens in Python. And, okay. Yeah. So it's like a bit of diverse. Uh, Laravel is one set of part of it. Okay. Um, and obviously, I want to ask more questions about that. But usually, what I want to dig into is who you are as a person. But again, like I said, since some people don't know who you are as a person, I at least want to lay the groundwork a little bit. So that's your day to day work. Um, and you said you're a founding member of of the, the 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 startup. So how much of your work is coding, and how much of your work is organizational and people related? Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, I, initially, it was a lot of coding. Uh, right. The initial two years was a lot of coding time. But now, uh, I think. Uh, 10% coding and uh, 20% operations and managing people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the other thing that you're actually probably more known for, at least in the world, is that you're the organizer. Are you the organizer or co-organizer? Is are you the primary person? So, so how do I say Laravel is, uh, yeah, so I started it. Uh, but uh, now uh, what I always wanted from the community is that everybody is part of it. And uh, whoever, each volunteer, each participant is actually organizer for me. So whether it is right. Fahad uh, this year, uh, Vishal uh, is putting a lot of effort. So all these people are the building blocks of the community. It's not something which I say that, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is my community is doing and they're helping me out. I love it. That's a good attitude, man. Yeah. Um, so what? I, so, so you are the original founder yeah. and now one of many organizers yes. of Laravel Live India, which is a very large, and it's in your it's third year now, right? Yes, um, yes. Laravel conference. Yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about, uh, if somebody's never heard of it before, tell us a little bit about the conference. All right. So for Laravel Live, it's uh, started because of just one reason that uh, I, d I didn't have enough time to visit uh, your Laracon EU or US, and mm -hmm. I wanted those awesome speakers over here so that more people can interact with them. And uh, conferences not only just give you in space for uh, knowledge sharing, but also meeting new people, which helps you expand your view of uh, the community and help you grow in a very different ways. So that was the key uh, thing, uh, the motivation. And one day I decided that someone has to do it. So why not me? So let's do it. And then we did the nice. first version of it. And... Uh, the response was pretty good uh, and a uh, few people got job via that uh, uh, conference and uh, once Very I heard cool. that and th th that helped me like feel motivated further for it that yeah someone is getting benefited out of it right that's awesome let's do it again and now after two years this year it's it's pretty nice now we selected venue based on uh, community vote uh, people selected for Mumbai for this year and we are doing this on 3rd of March 2019 Oh, that's and, coming soon, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have uh, announced our speakers. Uh, we are preparing for it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see uh, a lot of people, especially people, uh, Freak is there. Uh, then uh, Nuno is there. Uh, then Rumpel is there. So these are a few people from the community, which a lot of people know. And then there are Very a lot cool. of developers uh, within India who are actively working out. And uh, yeah, it's... Pretty fun to see uh, and uh, be part of this uh, whole community. Very cool. Um, so it, one of the things that I think blew a lot of folks' minds was uh, hearing about uh, Laravel Nigeria being as many people as it was. Uh, do you have an estimated count of what the, the attendance for Laravel Live India is going to look like this year? Uh, it's uh, So uh, 
or uh, this year we are for doing 150 fixed uh, so the number of uh, places is fixed yeah and then you also are connected to and i don't know exactly what the story is but a series of meetups as well could you tell us a little bit about those yeah so uh, with uh, this before this conference uh, i started it as a meetup and the first meetup was uh, laravel live delhi and that was uh, Actually, the first meetup got only five people. Oh, uh, yeah, five people. <laughs> so we started that yep. small. And uh, over the period of time, we have grown very much. And recently, we did a meetup in Ahmedabad. Uh, you know, the first meetup, and there was an attendance of 70 people. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, so it's uh, the meetup, which started with five people, has grown to a 70 people meetup. And in terms of conference, we on the first year, we had... Uh, 60 people turn out second year it was 110 and we are doing 150 this year so yeah Very it's cool. going pretty good now is there um in any of the areas that you're doing this do you have a big php community as well that's much larger or is laravel kind of really the main space where any of this work is happening in terms of community organization so uh, i think with laravel live now the laravel community is growing and how i see is that uh, it's not just laravel community which is growing it's actually the whole coding community growing, right? Uh, people meet, learn new things, and the whole PHP space is growing overall. The biggest uh, event I have uh, seen in India with the uh, PHP domain is uh, WorldCamp uh, for the WordPress. Yeah, that seems to be the case <laughs> most places. <laughs> yeah, so uh, recently it happened in Ahmedabad with over 1,000 people of audience. Wow. So what is yeah. uh, what is the biggest tech stack around you? Is is it Laravel if people are doing the type of work you're doing, or are there other tech stacks that you more more folks are focusing on? I think uh, I see a lot of people uh, around me uh, working around uh, uh, Python. So okay. Py- uh, Python is uh, kind of uh, the uh, uh, that one kind of bias with me is uh, I work with a lot of people who are into uh, image processing, machine learning, and all that stuff. So right. I find people who are mostly working in that domain and uh, website development kind of people are like not my core sort of thing where we look at sure. the main R&D at style.me happens on uh, machine learning and uh, image yep. processing, which yeah. is basically okay. either C, C++ and Python. Um, I got lots more questions about that, but we got to pause because at this point in the podcast, I got to learn about you. So. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about you. When was it that you first used a computer and when did you first start realizing you were into coding? Ah, so in fact, uh, the first time ever I uh, got an opportunity to use my computer was in my school. Uh, I think I was in grade second. Or, uh, yeah, I was in grade second. And uh, okay. at that time uh, we went to school. Uh, teacher asked us, to, this is computer. And at that time <laughs> we used to have that bulky computer system with bulky monitors and all that stuff. And uh-huh. so from class two to class six, it was just an object of fascination where when you ever, whenever you go there, you love it. Yeah. Right. It's something cool. And uh, what I used to do at that time is only play one game called Dave, which I remember right now. Yeah, so after that, uh, my real interest started uh, into the computers was after class 7th. Okay. I started learning things. I uh, made friends of my school teachers. And then uh, I started skipping my uh, lunch breaks and game periods into the computer classes. Very cool. (laughs) I used to sneak into. But there was just one challenge. Uh, Till that point in time, I didn't have access to internet. It was computer without an internet. So the place where I live is one of the like r- remotest place in India with uh, oh, really? 
Yeah, so the, the my hometown is uh, a place called Koderma in Jharkhand, and uh, it's like surrounded by thirty kilometer of forest all around the middle of the place. Wow! <laughs> so uh, finding internet connection was a big challenge, uh, but then I uh, uh, actually uh, got in touch with one person who used to tuition me at, and tutor for my subjects, and he got a uh, job at the district center of the place and they had the internet connection there uh, the government district connection and uh, then mm-hmm. i kind of uh, asked him that can i uh, like spend an hour or something on that uh, that gave him an access to good nice. internet connection uh, but after his transfer from that place i came back to the same point no internet access Right. And uh, during 2008 and 9, India got a uh, really nice uh, kind of week. I got personally an internet connection where uh, I was getting a 2 kbps, 3 kbps kind of speed. Yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I started learning from that. So I think that's enough for like Telnet and that's about it. Like, yeah. what, what are you going to do with that? Yes. So uh, at that point, uh, I was like super happy that I have my own internet connection having 3 kbps <laughs> right. of internet. In fact, I remember one incident where I used to, I, I had taken screenshots uh, when this net speed was like 6 kbps. That, yay, I got oh 6 goodness. kbps of internet speed. Did you say 2008 or 2009 was when yeah, that was yeah, happening? Yes, yes. That's very recent for you right, to have almost right. no functional internet. Right. Uh, because of that, that's a really remote place in India. And, uh, yeah. That point, uh, I then again try to make more friends with the government people. <laughs> right. Got yep. a high-speed internet connection again. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on YouTube. And uh, then I started building a website for freelancing. And that was uh, for me grade uh, just after I was in high school at that time. Okay. Yeah. And I, How'd you learn? Uh, uh, YouTube. Really? Like you just yeah. search on yeah. YouTube for how do I make a yes. website and people had tutorials there? Yes. Yes, it, it, so I'm self-learner. So from my education background, I'm uh, electronics and communication engineer, right? Uh, but yeah, co- uh, coding has always been like uh, kind of fascinating. It has always been actually easy, uh, right? So <laughs> that was easy task to do. So we did this. And uh, after high school, I moved to Delhi for my engineering. Okay. And uh, there I... Then I experienced good internet connection. Uh, uh, now, so what? What year was this then? Current uh, net speed we have in our office is uh, one Gbps connection, and at my home okay. I'm having. Uh, sorry, a, I was I was saying what year is it? But then, uh, oh, go okay, ahead, okay, what, okay, what do you have okay, at home? Okay, uh, so I currently I have a ten Mbps connection at my home, so that works okay, yeah, fine yeah. enough to me. Yeah, yeah. I moved to Delhi in year twenty uh, twenty twelve. Okay, got yeah, it. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> So four year of slow internet connection, but after 2012, uh, I did my engineering, and uh, mm-hmm. during my final year, I started my first startup. Uh, yeah, and we ran it for two years, then moved out of that startup, and yeah, now after that, I'm uh, working on uh, Style.me from 2016. Okay, so who? What was the group of people who originally started Style.me? How many of you, and was there any funding, or was it just a couple friends who were starting <coughs> this? How that? How what that story look like? Okay, so uh, after uh, my first uh, startup got shut down, uh, I was complete kind of phase where I was thinking what next in my life, right? Uh, so right. 
after starting a company uh, you always try to like uh, try to find right why things happened and whatever and i met a really awesome girl uh, called megna saragoy and uh, okay. this girl individually read a small seed funding round uh, with very re- little money uh, i can say you something like you can say it was like 25 lakh rupees it's like uh, $30000 Right. Okay. Uh, with that small money, she came uh, from a different city, Indore to Delhi, with a prototype application on which she has raised that round, small round of funding. Uh, the whole team gathered over here. Uh, our current CTO is uh, currently a student, right? Uh, his final year engineering student. Uh, but uh, Wait, your he, current he, CTO or your original? Yes. Still, he's still a student. Yeah, still. Okay. Yes. So I uh, wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah. yeah. So he is uh, the the founding uh, team member also, and he is current CTO. And he started as uh, basically uh, we all started, and then we started giving tags to each other, and then uh, he is now CTO, and I'm <laughs> handling the operations. So <laughs> that guy is like uh, was a very bright guy. Uh, Meghna was super passionate about the product, and she led the kind of vision to the company. uh akhil is like really talented developer and uh, he sold his first company for like 100k in uh, 2016 when he was in high school okay and then he started uh, built uh, multiple applications around 20 30 applications and uh, being featured in all the good magazines and uh, he is doing pretty good right now uh, with us and uh, he he is the kind of key person in building this augmented reality application on the iOS okay so of your team um what's the breakdown of uh web application developers versus machine learning type folks versus whatever else all right so uh, at web application we have just admin panel and i handle that now we have added a uh, one more developer for that and a uh, rest kal drove me and avinash uh, put a lot of effort on machine learning and the python part and akhil primarily take care of ios okay cool um so one of the things that i always do when i'm going to be interviewing somebody is i ask everybody at titan uh do you have any questions that you have for this person um and and sometimes they say oh i've always wanted to ask them this and sometimes it's a little bit more you know oh i'm just curious about this in general so one of the questions that my uh that someone asked was um of the folks you know in india uh especially in the area around you um who do Laravel and obviously that's not a lot of your team but the, the folks you know from conferences is it more common for people to be employed full time um or is it more common for there to be freelancers is there a big freelance cuz we're noticing that that's something that we notice to be different depending on the country so for example in the US there's very very few Laravel freelancers but we found a lot in quite a few European countries so what's it like in India and and obviously it's going to be different based on the city so yeah i think uh, it, it's india is a really vast country right yep so it's like <laughs> so it's pretty like uh, different in different places if you'll uh, talk about uh, amzabad and uh, all the tier 2 cities you will find only the kind of people who are employed working on that uh, if you find in delhi or bangalore you will find uh, some good uh, amount of freelancers too okay 
Yeah. Yep. And that and, and that was kind of my expectation. It's a little bit like that in the US, but not as much as I would have expected. There's mm-hmm. less and less uh freelancers around. Um and so one of the reasons Yeah, definitely. They, it's a challenge. It's a challenge yeah. to find a and one good of the reasons they were asking that is what does it look like when you're when your startup needs to grow and you can't find enough folks to work? Are you doing training that, for people? How, what's that like for you? <laughs> so uh, currently what we do is uh <laughs> We hire people who have at least a year or two year of experience, and then yep. train them based yep. on, on our jobs. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and the benefit is they, you know, they get the training, and you get someone who knows the things you want them to yeah. know. And yeah, 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 totally understand that. All right. So one of the things that we were curious about knowing was um, we talked a little bit about how you got into programming, but what was it that first got you into Laravel? So uh, I I was doing a lot of uh, freelancing work uh, between my high school to third year of college. So from like 2010 onwards to 2013. And during that time, I was uh, working with multiple people. And I was mostly working in PHP core and code igniter. And uh, During that time, I was just searching across what's coming up and one day I stumbled upon this Laravel and uh, I just checked it out. Uh, how is it? And uh, at the first glance, uh, actually it didn't took off. Uh, and uh, when I came back, I, I think it was version 3.8 or 9, I guess, when first I saw it. And uh, mm-hmm. I tried it uh, my hand and then I felt, okay, Code Igniter is fine enough. It works good for me now. And when I got my hand again on 4.2, it was like completely changed. And it was, wow, wow, uh, this is pretty nice. And then I started moving my projects on uh, Laravel. And I built a multiple application for a few five-star hoteliers. At that time, I was working with, uh, it was Ramada and Radisson. Yeah, so for them, I was working. So I built a few applications for uh, their internal kitchen order management system and that's how uh, the my initial uh, laravel experience uh, in terms of real development came across and then i uh, the, with the, every new version started loving more because uh, every every six month you had something interesting something nice and the yeah. whole community started uh, so with uh, code igniter what uh, and the core php what i was feeling from 2011 to 14 i feel like the community was like going downhill every year it was like slowing down slowing down and there's nothing yeah. new coming up in the whole uh, php ecosystem and with uh, this growing laravel community you feel that yeah again we are getting some energy people are talking about things uh, they are sharing stuff and they are building they are not uh, stuck with one version with the same base uh, core and you don't know what next going to come right so that excitement uh, took me over and I completely ditched uh, Code Igniter and then I used uh, Laravel for my first startup from the scratch. Uh, that was 2014-15. <clears throat> and we built the complete uh, the front end and back end on Laravel. Uh, that worked out very well for us. And I think from 4.2, uh, after 4.2, it was like never looking back uh, in terms of it was like getting better with everything uh whenever i miss something uh most likely it was going to come in next version that's cool yeah um so one of the other questions i got that i thought was really interesting was um could you think of any ways that developing laravel applications in india specifically with indian audiences is different than it might be 
somewhere else? Is there anything that you think that folks outside of India might not know about the context or the audiences? One of the things that someone specifically mentioned, I actually talked to Marcel Pozio, and he mentioned the fact that you had said that you have to think about scale a little bit earlier sometimes yeah, because there's yeah, so many people. Yeah. So that yeah. and anything else, are there any other aspects of developing in <laughs> India that you think that other folks might not be aware of? So the one thing which people think is, uh, if since India is like really diverse place uh, and there is a lot of dialects, but still uh, the major web development happens in English only. And you don't really need localization. Uh, I think in going few down years from here now, uh, we will be seeing a lot of localization within the Indian community because a lot of new people coming on the internet and the rate and acceleration of growth of uh, newcomers coming on for online consumptions is really really getting big mm -hmm. it's like booming and with that i think more localization will come into the play for right now mostly it's the english and the scale is the one reason because uh you hit 10000 uh, users in like uh, very soon yeah yeah and then <laughs> so uh, like if you have 10000 users you you really don't feel like you have got anything until unless like uh, 100000 yeah. right so uh yeah so i think uh, the first time i felt that was uh, we were doing a really small activity and uh, i i wasn't expecting uh, that how much traffic i will get yep and uh, my system shut down uh, <laughs> that was completely unbearable and the <laughs> my the moment i saw my uh, what was the reason is uh, my database uh, sat down because the number of requests per seconds i was handling was too wow. high it was like 300 requests per second yeah and for a uh, activity with uh, one influencer having i think 50000 followers or something mm -hmm. like everybody bugged up on at the same yep. time i wasn't expecting that kind of response so yeah in india that happens uh, that uh, you can really hit the numbers really fast interesting yeah um so yeah. are there any things that you just think of on every new project that you know of folks without that context you know 10000 signups might might be a six month goal or a year goal for some folks and for you you say well i might hit that super early do you say oh well here's one thing i do on every project that other folks might not have to think about or something like that so uh with us uh, we always uh, set up the system with uh, load balancer mm -hmm. and all the basic wireless installation preloaded pre and uh, with us it has always been uh, the case where we do and then we start doing some out of the box marketing activity and for that specific duration our users sort up uh, like 20 times 15 mm -hmm. times from the normal use cases right and at the, those cases you really need to be aware but in 80% of the cases the growth is linear okay until yeah. unless you are not doing with us what happened currently is uh, we deal with a lot of enterprises consumers mm -hmm. right and uh, so like we are currently dealing with uh, uh, out of top 10 brands we are working with top 5 so got it uh the moment they start they start very small like uh, on few uh, retail stores and when they grow your uh, growth is going to be get like 10x uh, once the pilot is done right. so you just need to make sure that after a month or two months you are not going to get stuck because your uh, the expansion or number of applications running simultaneously has grown 10x so what kind of things do you what kind of tools do you use to be aware of when you need to scale like what are you using for monitoring okay so currently uh, i use uh, aws cloudwatch a okay. lot uh, to track down all the stuff and uh, over here since we are with the enterprises consumers uh, we do have early on uh, understanding mm -hmm. right uh, that 
because uh, with enterprises you need to do a lot of integration and all that stuff before going live right even after the pilots so we do know a kind of base growth now we are going to have uh, in, uh, and that's the kind of benefit of being a saas company with b2b clients yeah. so you you have more predictability in terms of what kind of uses you're going to see and do you rely is cloudwatch enough to give you everything that you need like let, let's say you know it's going to happen but you don't know well x number of users what kind of resources they need can you get all that at uh, cloudwatch or using a blackfire a new relic or an eyewitness or something like that so the fun fact about us is uh, that uh, for us the end people who are going to use uh, laravel backend is very very limited currently right. we are just with uh, 50 enterprises consumers right but they control almost 30% of the whole markets yeah by right so you exactly know the number of consumers they are going to sign up so on the back end part where the main laravel meet is working is uh, really not uh, that traffic yep. incident the part where we have unpredictable kind of uses is the end consumer application which is uh, installed in the retail stores uh, that is completely uh, not on uh, laravel right. at all that's on F- firebase and uh, the machine learning model is uh, within the application only right which we train and ship it oh, okay. with the application So yep. is Firebase taking the majority of the so well the machine learning is that running on your own servers or is that in something like Lambda? No, so we train our model on our own uh, systems and once the model is generated uh, we ship it along with the uh, application. Oh, okay. That that makes more. So when you say yeah. the application you mean the actual iOS application has all the iOS app. Okay. Yes, yes. So yes, the actual yes, yes. calls from the front end user facing application to the back end primarily hit Firebase. Yes. Okay, got it. So uh, <laughs> Uh, with the firebase even so we, since we are working with retailers with a lot of different places where internet reliability is not uh, like constant right right so uh, we we work in a way where you have offline storage of everything mm-hmm. so uh, from the last point of internet connectivity you have everything there and the application will run perfectly fine for you got it the moment we get uh, connected with a proper internet connection we just sync the uh, latest data for them mm-hmm. and then so number of request we finally make to our servers is very very we try to limit Got them it. Okay. because we need to make sure that it runs offline perfectly um what is the tech stack that you're using to generate your iOS is it are you using swift or no uh, it's a uh, native c objective c okay got it i guess it makes sense <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about using c and c++ for your machine learning yeah, yeah, okay yeah um can you um off the top of your head is there one piece of technology that you predict is just going to get huge that you're really excited about? AR. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. I mean, yeah. as as your average developer <laughs> thinks about that, what what should they be prepared to to be learning and thinking about? So, uh, in front end development, uh, I think AR will change the way currently people are shopping, right? And if you see all the big players across the globe are playing and trying things to do in a right way, mm-hmm. right? And In India what we see is all these retailers uh, the reason we are, even after being a very small company in number of headcounts we call and the kind of startup we are the kind of companies we are working with is like the biggest brand of the country right and the reason of that is the kind of innovation we are bringing on the table so currently the product we have is the only product in this world which can do real time augmented reality for the jewelers mm-hmm. with such high precision yeah so uh, a lot of time we find that 
our model works uh, better than uh, what currently snapchat has and we have filed patents for that now that's very cool yeah so the the kind of uh, effort we are putting in terms of building the fine product for the end consumers and the kind of response we are getting from the end consumer is like really fabulous right so just now imagine uh, today you are sitting there and you have to buy something for your wife right and let's say you are giving a surprise to her what you will do you will go to a store and you will try to see this might look good right but how are you going to try on her what we do there is you just take her picture and put item on her i was her, just going to ask right? can i just hold a picture up in front of the camera <laughs> yes 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 so you just hold a, a picture of her Very and cool. she will be wearing the jewelry you, uh, which mm-hmm. you wanted to buy for her and then you can decide it much better and the this shift is gradually uh, i see in a like big way everybody is asking us uh, please give us the web version but we are not doing it because the kind of quality which we are get, getting on the web version is not up to the mark the kind of quality we are delivering on the ios native application mm-hmm. right so i see a lot of uh, demand in terms of ar and every every sort of company from amazon to uh, this tiffany from this uh, l'oreal paris uh, all kind of beauty jewelry all, all domains are like using crazily that's really cool yeah um did all the work that apple did recently to improve ar in the most recent versions did that really make a big difference in the possibility for it to be <laughs> big in the future we were very excited about ar kit that that might help us a lot yeah. uh, by reducing our work uh, but it didn't help it that much huh. uh, it re- still requires a lot of uh, work right now okay. uh, the, the the kind of output is not for the enterprises great right now got it so you think in a couple of years it might be different but right now for someone to do something at your level you still have to be doing most of the work on your own yes okay. yes yeah. yes yeah that's i've definitely had that same perception um all right, let me look, look at a couple of these other questions because we're running short on time and I want to make sure I get everything. Um, <laughs> if you get a day free uh, and all of a sudden there's no work and for some reason you can't work, the internet's down at work, whatever, what are you going to go do with your time, your favorite thing to do? Okay, so I spend a lot of time uh, while traveling or anything is uh, listening podcast and uh, reading books. And if not that, then most likely I do not get enough time to spend with, uh, my girlfriend so I will do that if you don't yeah. mind me asking what would your favorite thing to be to do with her if, if time and money were no constraint what would you want to do uh, just sitting in a silent uh, place with a mountain with a nice view okay I like yeah. that that's good <laughs> cool. uh, what are your top five podcasts uh, currently I uh, the one which I really love is the one since I'm kind of startup guy uh, I spend a lot of time on uh, Master of Scales uh, the another one is uh, Laravel podcast uh, uh, so master of scale is uh from uh if my reed hoffman okay i've no, i didn't yeah, know he yeah. had so, a podcast yeah yeah and that's that's a really nice podcast especially for the startups huh. uh the kind of insights we get is like really uh nice and now let me just open my podcast uh huh, okay and then this is uh really nice uh, uh yeah you, you might have heard this reply all oh yeah 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 yeah, I I love that. Then there is a podcast by a company called Intercom. They have a nice uh, podcast. Yeah, definitely. And then there is called the Knowledge Project. Yeah. Okay, I don't know the Knowledge Project. I'll make sure these are all linked in the show notes to everybody. Um, but I yeah. I can't believe that I didn't know that Masters of Scale existed. This is this I'm just reading through the site and it looks really fascinating. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks it's for a really sharing. nice podcast. Um, okay, I think I'm going to ask you one last question uh, before we're done for the day. And my last question is. 
Um, is there any uh, either entrepreneur or technological person or any startup where you say that's that's who I want to be like? Those are the people I look up to. Whether it's a human, a single human being who's an entrepreneur, or a single human being who's a technologist, or where there's a startup, and you say, you know, they're doing it right. I, I want to look to them for how to learn how to do it right. I think uh, for me, the kind of like two persons, uh, to be personally, uh, like I take half trade from one person and half from another. Okay. And I really get inspired by both of it. One is a kind of Elon Musk in terms of kind of vision he sets for himself. Uh-huh. And the another one is uh, Mark Zuckerberg. And okay. for him, the, re- the reason for that person is kind of, he know how to be in the business. He know how to like yeah. uh, beat the competition set out of like uh, he, you. You have seen Snapchat, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, he 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 definitely knows what yeah. he's doing. I've I've often said people yeah. say, well, why are they spending that mon- that money that way? And it says, well, you know what? Like, if you've got that much like fake money, you know, like that's just purely based on your valuation. Go do things right. that are going to turn into real money, and that you know they made some good decisions right. there for sure. So. Okay, so if somebody is super interested in everything you told us about, obviously they're going to go check out style.me.com. I'll link it in the show notes if anybody gets lost finding it like I did. Um, but how can they follow you? How can they keep up with you? And is there anything else you want to plug while we're on the podcast? So uh, for us, uh, for me, I like I personally, uh, I love to be on Twitter only. I, I do not tweet much, but I mostly uh, love seeing how community do uh, and the reason i do not tweet much is uh, i really spend really little time on social media uh, because currently we are in a kind of growth phase of the startup and uh, we are very very focused on that and that's currently like life to us so yeah so a lot of time goes over there and yeah. uh, the next thing uh, people can follow me on lalit uh, vj on twitter handle it's simple it's lalit vj and what I wanted to know is like, yeah, uh, people uh, do check out Laravel Live India. It's really nice uh, growing community. And if possible, just visit it and give it a try. It's uh, You will love it. Uh, and I'm sure oh, for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was a total pleasure getting to know you a little bit. And I, I really do hope that I'm going to be able to come see you guys there one day. I hear such amazing things about it that I, I'm looking forward to being able to do one day. And thank you so much for your time today. Sure. Thank you, Son. And uh, I think I will try to get you next year. On All right. Line. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs>